You're welcome to Faith to Faith Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the President of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Taking the message of faith around the world by the power of the Holy Spirit. The word for this month is grow. Grow. In Ephesians 4, verse 15, I'm going to read the King James Version, and then I'll read the Amplified. I'll be speaking about growth and prayer. I said verse 15, yeah. It says, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up into him in all things which is the head, even Christ. The Amplified Version gives us deeper shades of meaning. Rather, let our lives lovingly express truth in all things, speaking truly, Dealing truly, living truly, and folded in love. Let us grow up in every way and in all things into Him who is the head, even Christ the Messiah, the Anointed One. Now look at that part that says, let us grow up in every way and in all things. Did you see that? Let us grow up. Say, let us grow up in every way, in all things. That means he's talking about growth as something that is multidimensional. Hallelujah. So say, let us grow up in every way and in all things. So you, you might be hearing me sing the song of growth throughout this month. And it's important for you to understand it. See, growth or growing is a sign of life. Hallelujah. Growth is also the proof of health. Glory to God. If something is healthy, it will grow. If your Christian life is healthy, you will grow. Hallelujah. My focus today is to explain something to you. I want to introduce the scripture and then just give a relationship between growth and prayer. If you were here in the convention, we talked about the prayer of faith. How many of you remember that? And then when we're dealing with that, we went to James 5 and explained what James meant By the prayer of faith. Hallelujah. And then we went further to establish that whatever Paul was talking about in Colossians 4 would likely also have been that same kind of prayer. Hallelujah. I'm not in a hurry to bring you new truths. 
But I'm in a hurry to bring you to a place where you'll be willing and ready to use what you know. Amen. Did you get me? To use what you know. How many of you now, I don't need your hand up now. It's just a rhetorical question. Can say that you've grown this year. Praise the Lord. That you've grown this year. You've actually grown this year. In what way? In what way have you grown? Do you know it is possible for someone to be born again and not grow? In the natural Growth sometimes is, uh, you say it's automatic. You understand that? From the time someone is born. Of course, there are things that aid growth. You know, if you're eating well, you're exercising well. You are, you know, but apart from that, naturally, for example, whether you eat or not, your hair will grow. Is that not so? So there are some aspects of growth that happen just automatically. But in the things of the Spirit, it's not exactly like that. Hallelujah. It means that you can have stagnation spiritually. The scripture says so. One of the simplest scriptures that deal with growth that I've known all my Christian life is 1 Peter 2 2. In 1 Peter 2 2, Peter was writing. And then he said, as newborn babes, he wasn't talking to newborn babes. He was using a figure of speech. Desire the sincere milk of the word. That, did you see that? The word that is conditional. That ye may grow thereby. Meaning that without that desire for the word of God, there will be no growth. Hebrews 5 verse 12. In Hebrews 5 12, it shows us something. We believe that Paul was the writer of Hebrews. So, he was saying to a group of believers. He said, when for the time, ye ought to be teachers. That means that, he's saying, by this time, you should have grown to this place where you are now teaching. And I said, but you have need that one teach you again. Which be the first principles of the oracles of God. And have become such as have need of milk. The same milk First Peter talked about. And not strong meats. In essence, without teaching, growth will be impeded. Amen. He said, because you have need that won't teach you again. That means they've taught you before. The aim of teaching you is to initiate growth in your life. Teaching is not the only thing that initiates growth. 
But teaching is one of the things, hallelujah, that initiates growth in the life of a Christian. Did you get that? Teaching what? The word of God. Why I read this scripture actually, just to point out that there was a condition these believers found themselves in. They were not growing. Amen. He said, for when for the time, by this time, this is where you're supposed to be. But you're not there. That means it's possible. So I'm asking you a question and I'm trying to stoke your interest to say, have you really grown since you received Jesus as Lord and Savior? Would you say you've grown? What about this year? What about this year? Did you grow? Let me tell you something. The way the Christian life is actually designed is that our outward experiences are influenced by our inward transformations. Did you get that? So, the Christian life is designed in such a way that your spiritual growth it's supposed to affect every other growth. Are we together? It's supposed to affect your career growth, your financial growth, any other kind of growth you can think about. Even your intellectual growth. Hallelujah. Growth is so important that the scripture records when growth happens. I will read two scriptures to you. Luke chapter 2. I will read verse 40. Hallelujah. Then I will also read Luke chapter 2 verse 52. Glory to God. In Luke 2.40, it was talking about Jesus. It says, and the child grew. Amen. If growth wasn't important, why would the scripture mention it? It says, and the child grew and waxed strong in spirit. Filled with wisdom and the grace of God was upon him. Even Jesus, because he was a man, or he became a man, he had to grow. And the child grew. Are you growing? Will your testimony be, and John grew? Would that be your testimony? In verse 52 of Luke 2, it established, it said, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature. Did you see that? And our render will say, he grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. So we see growth. Maybe I'll show you one more scripture. Go back to Luke 1 verse 80. This was about John the Baptist. Luke 1 80. I believe this is verse 80. Luke 1. The last verse. Thank you. And the child grew. See, it, it, it talked about John the Baptist that he grew. It talked about Jesus that Jesus grew. Amen. And the child grew. And walked strong in spirit. And was in the desert till the day of his showing unto Israel. Meaning that he could not come to the day of his showing without growth. 
the day of his showing, the day of his manifestation, could not happen until he grew. Amen. Am I communicating? Growth, spiritual, is not automatic. Hallelujah. It means that growth requires your participation as it also requires the Spirit of God. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yeah. That's what the scripture teaches. So, that you have received Jesus Christ doesn't mean growth to just start happening. If you don't apply yourself to the word of God, growth won't happen. I've used the language before. I said, there is a difference between growing up in Christ and growing old in Christ. Did you hear me? You can grow old, but you didn't grow up. Grow old means that you are now 30 years in the Lord. Amen. But you didn't grow up. Hallelujah. And that's happened to a lot of Christians. You can cast ah. There's a language someone used one time. Very, I've heard it before. I think I heard it from my grandma or something like that. They say since 19 Creedim. <laughs> I don't know if you have heard it before. It's a pidgin English. You know, the 19 Creedim. It means that it's been a long time. I don't know what it means, but I've heard it before. You understand that? So, you know. So some of you have been born again since 19 Creedim. <laughs> but have you grown up? The scripture we read didn't say we should grow old. It said we should grow up. In every way. And in all things. Hallelujah. I'm quoting Ephesians 4.15. We should grow up. In every way. And in all things. Grow up. Now, my focus here. Maybe I'll do that in second service. I don't want to start defining growth. And talking about why we need it and all that. What I want to focus on is to establish that because prayer requires you, involves you, and the Holy Spirit, prayer is involved in, in, grow, in growing up. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Prayer is involved in growing up. Paul, in Galatians 4, we're going to read verse 13. Amen. 19, sorry. We're going to read verse 19. It says, My little children. Paul was writing to the Galatians. Of whom I travel in birth again until what? Christ be formed in you. The, the phrase you use, Christ being formed in you, is growing up. Hallelujah. Is developing. So that kind of development could not happen until he traveled in bed for them. Let me say this to you 
There is no spiritual growth that cannot be traced to prayer. Did you hear me? Prayer is not the only thing you need for spiritual growth. But there is no spiritual growth that cannot be traced to prayer. That's what I'm talking about, growth and prayer. So here, Paul had prayed for the Galatian church. Let's assume he was in Galatia. In that city. And he was praying for people to be born again. Praying for them to be born again. Then they got born again. He didn't just say, okay, now they're born again, it's all over. No, he knew that even if they're born again, for Christ to be formed in them, for they to grow and become all that God wants them to be, he has to keep praying for them. Hallelujah. What does the prayer achieve? What does the prayer do? What does the prayer, how does the prayer affect the one he's praying for? Hello? Because he was praying for Christ to be formed in them. And from the context, it looked like what he was praying for was happening. Amen. That Christ would be formed in them. If Christ is going to be formed in any child of God, prayer has to be made. Amen. Now, let me first say this. We as believers must pray for other believers. Are we together? Especially those that just made Jesus Christ the Lord of their lives. They are our responsibility. Anyone that just got born again around you is your responsibility. How many times have you actually knelt down to say, Father, I pray for that brother that received Christ last Sunday. And thank God for his life and pray that Christ will be formed in him. You know, this, the prayers in the Ephesians and Galatians, the prayers especially in the epistles, through the ministry of Kenneth E. Hagin, I began to take those prayers seriously. I said, pray those prayers for myself. And then I said, praying the prayers for other people. One remarkable experience I had in praying those prayers, Ephesians 1, 16, 17, 18, 19, you know, Colossians 1, 9 to 11 and, and all that. You know, one of the remarkable experiences I had, I had with um, a lecturer of mine in university. I've shared it before. He had received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And it just happened that, I was not close to him, but I don't know, it just happened that I knew or I found out that he got saved. It's a mystery because I was in class one day, excuse me, and I saw a flyer on the floor. When I picked the flyer, I, either I was in year one or thereabout, I picked the flyer, and I saw it was a church flyer. And they were um, inviting people to church. Then behind the flyer, they had testimonies. So the, the lecturer's testimony was at the back of the flyer. Alright? And the testimony was about how he got saved in this church. In that church. So I'm like, oh, so with that flyer, and I said, so this, our lecturer is saved. You know, you have lecturers in school, you don't know which one is saved, which one is not saved. Alright? So, like, oh, so this lecturer is saved. That's, I said, okay. That's how I got information that he was saved from that flyer. But 
I've been preaching in school, preaching in class. So one of the days, I didn't know he knew me. He said, Pastor, come. And I'm not in his faculty, but he takes us in a particular course. So he said, come. And um, come and help me mark um, scripts. So I followed him. And then he started talking to me about things, the word of God and all that. He wanted me to talk. So while we're in the office, he brought out the scripts. Then he says, he started talking to me. I believe God just organized it. That he saw me that day. And he called me that day. You get what I'm saying? He was troubled at that time in his life. Do you know it happens to believers too? He was so troubled and he was at the edge. Almost getting into error. So he said, do you know that many of the things they preach in all these churches are not correct? So like, I think then we're still walking. Going towards the office. They opened the office. As we entered the office, I still believed it was the Spirit of God. I didn't hear a voice. But as I entered the office, I just saw a book on his table. I know the book. And anytime I talk about it, I don't even mention the title of the book. I saw the book on his table. As I saw the book, I said, no, 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 no. If this book is here, this guy is in trouble. I saw the book on the table. So, when he was talking, I knew something had gone wrong with him. So, he said, do you know we're not supposed to worship on Sunday? Do you know we're not supposed to be having, going to church, we serve God on our own? You know, have you heard those going That madness did not start today. I was not in year one yesterday. Are you understand what I'm saying? So, you know, that madness didn't start today. So, if the craze is doing you now, it has been there before. Amen. No be new craze. Amen. So, <laughs> Amen. So he was, he was talking, and then he was telling me, do you know that... Uh, 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 he was just talking. I was... He's my lecturer. You understand that? And um, I'm just accepting the fact that he recognizes me as the minister of the gospel. So I was listening to him. And then when he, he talked to Anna, he, he had many questions. So I said, I won't answer all the questions today. Well, let me answer one. So I took on the one of Sunday worship because I felt that, let me just answer the one that will lead him back to church. Amen. So I said, let me pick the Sunday one. And I showed him scripture and I explained to him. I can't go into the details. He said, okay, okay, that's what you're saying. Okay, okay. So I said, go to church. I said, okay. But what about, I said, today, you know, so we had to go. I had to go. But when I left, I was not happy. So I pulled out scripture, that Ephesians 1 scripture and all these kind of scriptures. I said, praying for him. I called his name. I said, in the name of Jesus. I pray that Christ be formed in him. I pray that the eyes of his understanding be enlightened. Let him know the hope of his calling. I began to pray that scripture for him. The Pauline prayers. I was praying for him. Now, he's not a man I see every day. After a while, it was not my focus anymore. I was doing something else. I can't remember if it was that semester or the semester after. He saw me again. Pastor, come, 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 come. So I came. And then he said, uh, uh, please come and help me mark scripts. 
you know, and we were on our way again. Then he said, do you know that God helped me? I was almost confused. I'm not asking him a question. I was not asking him any question. I didn't ask him. The last conversation we had, I didn't ask him any question. He just started. I was almost confused. I was almost lost. I was reading some things and the thing was taking me off from Jesus Christ. God saved my life. I never told him I was praying for him. I just followed him to Mark's scripts. Amen. When we got there, <laughs> I saw um, people that, let's suppose that the year is um, um, 2020, all right, 2020. People that who should have graduated in 2018, I saw their uh, scores, and he was telling me to compute it. And these guys were having 39, 36. That means they're going to have a carryover again. So I said, sir, this one is uh, 39. This person is, look at the matric number. This person is already, he said, pastor, just write it like that. Everything that I gave you, just, what you're doing. I was actually transferring, you know, check my writing was good. So he said, transfer what you see here into the sheet, the master sheet. So, I, I could not write the 39. <laughs> it's just like, as I want to write it, it's like I'm seeing the person's face. I don't know anybody. I don't know the people. So, I kept that shit aside. Still feeling another one. This was, now, un, believe me, it was honest. It was supposed to be 39. I mistakenly wrote 40. Not on purpose. Ah, sir. I made a mistake for this one. Say 40. Oh, he said he didn't want any uh, alteration on that sheet. It's okay, leave that one like that. <laughs> I don't know the person. <laughs> he said, leave that one like that. So I said, say, God has been good to you. <laughs> Some of these people, <laughs> let's not go there. All right, but my point is this I prayed for him. Amen. And I saw the results. I saw how important it was for believers to pray for believers. Amen. My time is up. For believers to pray for believers. Are we together? So you cannot go anywhere without prayer. Even if prayer is not the only thing that produces growth. Praise the Lord. Lift your hand, say in the name of Jesus. I pray for myself that Christ will be formed in me. Say it again, I pray for myself that Christ will be formed in me. Glory to God. Now I ask the question, what was he praying for? I'll end on that note. What do you think was praying? When he said pray that Christ will be formed, what effect did that prayer have? Hallelujah. When he said Christ will be formed in you, Philippians 2 verse 13. Philippians 2 13 just gives a picture of what effect that prayer had. Okay? Let's read together. I want to go. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. That means that when I'm praying for you, God starts, I've given God permission to work in you. Hallelujah. Did you get that? He 
even when I pray for myself, I'm giving God permission to walk in me. So that young believer, or that struggling believer, or that believer that is having challenges, as I stand and say in the name of Jesus, start praying, God begins to walk in him, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Sometimes, the evil thoughts that come to you didn't come from you. Amen? Somebody is working on you, both to will and not to do, amen, of his good pleasure. Hallelujah. So, as you're prayed for, God begins to walk in you. A young man ran away from home. He was a pastor in the city he lived in, somewhere in the east. And then he came to Port Harcourt City. And came, he followed his cousin because his cousin was doing well financially. And then the cousin said, ah, follow me to Port Harcourt. So he followed the cousin. When he came, the cousin has a nightclub in Port Harcourt. So he came from pastoring, pastoral ministry into nightclub, straight. And he was working and living in the nightclub. As he works there, he lives there. He said the first few nights he was there, there are prostitutes that couldn't go home. It was in his room they used to sleep. Prostitutes. So imagine from the place of ministry, he came into prostitution. <laughs> Straight. Sat- satanic setup. So, but in that place, one of the people walking there also had the same predicament. And it was there, the person said, look, I don't know about you, but me, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm actually a man of God. You don't know what I'm doing. He said, me too. <laughs> so we have to find how to deliver our soul from this place. And then he came to church. We were at the former venue then. And he explained himself to you. He said, I can't even come on a Sunday morning. Because it's on Sunday we are cleaning up. Are you understanding? We wake up. Um, we might be walking up to 4 or 5 a.m. on Sunday morning. And then that's when we... So I'm out. So he comes to see me on non-service uh, days. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? I began to pray for him. He's been back to ministry. Amen. God had to walk in him. Amen. Both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Wrongly positioned, but God's work in him. To pull him out of that place. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faith2faithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded.